For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge and that is my wee lad chunkly. And I'm Carter. Turn around and don't come back. It's undoubtedly a hunk. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, it is undoubtedly it a, is. a hunk. Yeah. Can you let's, explain let's where the undoubt it, you know, comes from. Th- so just this yesterday, sure. <clears throat> um, I experienced an insulation of smog <laughs> because okay. my attic is officially insulated and our air conditioning is no longer an issue just in time for the weather to be really nice <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to already not notice the difference, but I'm, I'm so glad it's done. Uh, it made me feel hunky for sure. Yeah, I bet it so. did. So before we get to talking about this movie too much and at too great a depth, I want to bring up something because uh, we haven't even talked about what movie this is yet. But before we do, did you know that this nameless movie is the only movie in all of the Lord of the Rings movies without Gollum? Was there a, no, a shout out in Five Armies? Yep. Is he in Fellowship? Yep. Briefly tortured. We see his hand. Mm-hmm. Shire Baggins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yep. This is also one of all of them without Yoda. Yeah. 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 So, and, and I think I that's that a, a, a great loss for the Lord of the Rings community. This is a big, a big piece of trivia that not a ton of people notice when they're watching this movie is that, and I didn't even catch this the first time through, like... As I was watching this, I was noticing that it's bad. That's probably the thing that most people don't even notice at all. That it's not good. So it's I've got a bad. I've got a new a new section of the show that I'd like to launch into, uh, and it requires some explanation before we start. Uh, but it's something I've been workshopping for the past thirty five seconds. And uh, if you, I'm sure we've all here at this table at least read IMDb trivia before. Yeah. And as you start to get sort of past the beginning (laughs) of the good ones, you start to venture into trivia that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, yeah. And it's stuff that's like, that's not trivia. You're just saying things about this movie. (laughs) So I would like to, I see you both grabbing your phones. Put them down. Oh. I would like to start a new segment that I like to call second half IMDB trivia. Okay. Oh, good. Where we deliver... IMDb mm-hmm. trivia that would have a less than half satisfactory bad, rate on the list. Trivia. Got it. Yeah. Such as this is one of the only Lord of the Rings movies without Yoda in it. Definitely one of the only six. Yeah. Without Yoda. One of the only yeah. six yeah. Lord of the Rings movies without Yoda in it. Okay. I would like to go first. Fun fact. No, at no point in this movie do we even get a single glimpse of the Empire State Building. Wow. And a lot of people wow. don't know. A lot of people don't know. I've got a fun fact too. Mm. So one of the very, one of the very first trees that we see in Merkwood, not the one that Bilbo climbs. Right. One of the first trees that we see, uh, Ian McKellen actually requested that that tree be made into a dining table oh, wow. and yeah. the carpenter refused. Mm. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So if you notice very closely when you watch the credits, uh, there's an actor named Martin Freeman whose name appears in the credits. That's a reference to the fact that he plays Bilbo in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So, uh, this, was, this is one that kind of blew my mind when I was first discovering it. The spiders in the Mirkwood Forest. Uh, not actual size. Really? Yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah, I know. The the effects make you really think like, well, those spiders are big, but I'm telling you, if, you, not their if, actual you, if size. you look carefully... Uh, you can tell they're not actually there at all. 
what in the world? And speaking of not there at all, if you notice, almost 99.9% of locations and things present in this movie mm-hmm. don't even I exist in the real world. Man, I'm going to have to chew on that one. I know. That one's crazy. I know. You know that, that's almost as crazy as what I saw. So there was, did y'all hear about the voiceover that never was? No. So Sting himself sure. oh, wow. was actually going to voice over the dagger Sting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Interesting. And it was played just by going, Sting. Sting played by Sting. Sting by Sting. But th- they said, that's actually pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I know most of this is, but that is too far. You know, it's, so it's kudos. It's weird because now that you mentioned that, I remember that originally uh, the character Edward Cullen from Twilight was going to play the necromancer. Oh, wow. Uh, but then he realized that the part was necromancer and not necromancer. Oh. And so he decided to bail wow. out. Oh, See, I would have been confused if I was him too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it gets a little hairy sense. in there sometimes. Yeah. The meals at the Prancing Pony Inn are simply plates of bread with a couple of grapes and a slice of fruit. That's what the waitress served Thorin and Gandalf when they met each other there. That's real. Did you read that from I'm real <laughs> bad IMDb no, that's, trivia? Maybe that's what the bit should be. Can you find the actual the worst? The actual trivia. Uh, like what's pick the, the one yeah, that's actually of, of on the IMDb. six or three or five? Which one is actual IMDb? Honestly, trivia? I've seen trivia on IMDb that's like, uh, if you'll notice in this movie, the character of Bilbo Baggins is a reference to Bilbo Baggins from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Those are my favorite words oh at the, at the very bottom. And it's like, if you notice closely, this movie was filmed with cameras. Right. <laughs> it's like one out of one people found this helpful yeah it is the guy who posted yep i always love the ones that preface if you notice it's like hey <laughs> yeah. listen this is gonna hurt a little bit you have to add more effort to watching a movie yeah yeah it's gonna be worth it though if you notice there is music accompanying some of the scenes in this film and in many of the music it's a good one in, <laughs> in many of the music it's a good one <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we've kind of tiptoed around it, so I think it's finally time that we say the name of this movie, which of course is The, the Hobbit, Hobbit, The, the Desolation, Desolation of, of Smaug, or The Desolation of Philosophers for, for our friends across, across the, the pond. pond. And of course, this movie is the fourth part of our series known lovingly and globally as Do You Believe in Magic? So guys, is it time that we start talking about this movie? Let's do it. Then... Doozer, ooh, hooser, hooser, would be better than for a synopsis than user. Oh, God, for that. a synuser, exactly. Um, please, <laughs> for this to release on a don't forget twoser. Oh, mm, happy twoser chunks twoser. Um. <laughs> The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug, or The Desolation of Philosophers for Our Friends Across the Pond, begins with a flashback. Uh, as all good movies as do. As all good Hobbit movies do. Yeah. And uh, from this flashback, this is whenever Gandalf and Thorin decide to go on this big adventure and have a burglar to steal the Arkenstone. Which matters. It does. Um, I guess. And so this movie really picks up where the last one left off, and... There, I don't see. That's the thing. It's it's tricky to synopsize this movie sure. because it's really episodic. It's like we have this little adventure, and then we have this little adventure, then we have this little adventure, yeah. and it's it's a chore to watch through, and it's a chore to kind of sit back and explain. So basically, we start at the beginning of this movie where we pick up, and then this is the movie where we finally make it to Erebor, and ending in a confrontation with Smaug, where we think there's going to be some resolution, but surprise, we just end on a cut-to-black cliffhanger when Smaug flies off to destroy Lake Town. Yeah. Do you guys feel like we need more detail than nope. that, or are we ready we'll to get into the details? I don't, and I'll tell you on that, I mean, we are, we are absolutely jumping to the very end, <clears throat> yeah. but I need to... Because when it cuts away right there, I don't, I don't think I felt good about that. Yeah. Like that it just cut right there. Yeah. And I remember, because I was seeing these in theaters, and yeah, anything sure. that has yeah. Lord of the Rings attached to it, I will see in yeah. theaters. And I've gone through all of this, and that's still back in my day when it was actually a midnight premiere. Yep. And yep. this is a two-hour and 40-minute movie. Yeah. And roughly at about 3.30 a.m. because of all the previews, <laughs> it just breaks off like that. This was the this was the first time I I vividly remember being upset about this franchise. Yeah. I was like, what? Because you're going to have to wait a year. Yeah. You're going to have to wait a year. Yeah. To actually see, we don't really even see there's only reference to past desolation of Smaug. Yeah. There well, is no desolation. And that's the thing. Like, that's the biggest bummer is that this movie ends on the bad kind of cliffhanger. Like, yeah. And, and 
a good example of a bad kind of cliffhanger is the end of The Force Awakens. Like that, we're cutting that beat in the middle. There is no resolution of that beat. A better cliffhanger would be Luke saying, hello, Ray," or Luke grabbing the lightsaber. There has to be some resolution of that beat to have a satisfactory cliffhanger, to not feel like we're missing information. And then that's, we totally get that kind of cliffhanger here, like we're missing information. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And, and I have an issue with the cliffhanger nature of both of these movies in a way. Yeah. If only because the end of the first Hobbit ends with Smaug opening his eye. And then when we meet Smaug, he's still asleep in the same position that he was in. He just had to pee. I think he woke up to pee and then was like, was my, my alarm is not going to go off for a couple more minutes. <laughs> I can still I can eke go. out a quick snoozer <laughs> if I'm careful. I can go right back to sleep. Uh, I'll hit snooze seven So what's interesting, times. though, is like cliffhangers actually mean something in this. I could have made the argument. It's like, no, people know the story of The Hobbit. So you don't need a cliffhanger. I know what's about to happen. I don't, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie proves that. I have yeah. no idea what's going to happen in something that was written by a brilliant mind. 70 years ago. Hey, by the way, today, today is the anniversary of the Hobbit novels release. Is it really? Like in wow. like 1938. Amazing. 70 years then this yep. year. Yep. Right? 70 or 80? 70. 80. 80. 80. 80. So the 80. story of the Hobbit. A good manly strong 80. number. <laughs> the story of the Hobbit <laughs> is 80 years old today publicly. And, uh, it's cool that we get to celebrate the desecration of its grave. The desecration of Smaug. Yeah, sure. The desecration of Smaug. Yeah. Um, on, on the subject of you never know what's going to happen with something that was written, um, especially with, with the Hobbit series, I stumbled upon something that was called Eight Changes, the Hobbit movies. In the Hobbit movies, you didn't know were a huge deal. Oh, but I did, but I'm just using this for reference. Sure, yeah, I was about to say, careful. Um, we talked about this already, but Azog, the pale orc, supposed to be dead. He's not even supposed to be alive yeah, at this yeah, time. Yeah. We knew that. Uh, I'm going to just do some. Uh, someone said Toriel, Toriel, Toriel. Yep. Like she's oh, my yep. gosh. Yep. We'll get there. Um, we've talked about that. Bilbo doesn't save the doors from the trolls. Yep. Gandalf saves them. Yep. Legolas um, ain't there. I know that's one of them. The, the barrels were sealed. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Bard was not a bargeman. He was a bowman. He was a head of like... Which is security. Why, which is why it makes sense that, that well, for what happens in the next Hobbit movie that he does, that's a big deal. Yeah, right. Yeah, spoilers, kind of, but it doesn't yeah, matter. That's assuming people then, are invested yeah. in this narrative. <laughs> two, two of the bigger ones, and this is all just, I guess, a, a preface, an outline mm-hmm. to what we'll be talking about. Yeah. Um, a. Gandalf had discovered the necromancer Sauron connection well before. Way earlier, yeah. Well before that. Um, before the and, ring was even in Gollum's hands. Right. And most importantly, uh, the dwarves did not fight Smaug. Right. But we'll get to all these things. But that's just to say, this is way off. And what's so cool is when I'm reading articles like this and uh, big fans or just anybody who's read the books are discounting some things that happen in the movies. It's as if they're referencing history books because they are giving you actual dates yeah. that Tolkien yeah. oh, I know. wrote. And here, here's my thing. I, I am, I, I'm saying this hesitantly and carefully. I'm okay with some creative license with stuff that is from IPs that already exist. Same. I'm okay with that. But when it, when it comes into like, you know what I could do? I could probably improve this 80-year-old story that like one of the greatest writers ever wrote by yeah. adding in this love story. No, you can't. You Gosh. will make it worse. Yeah, for sure. And, and I don't yeah, I don't know. Let's get, we'll get so there, right? Yeah. First first stop along the way in my memory seems to be Mirkwood, right? Do we do anything of note before? Not really no. You um, talking about Bjorn? Oh yeah. Oh, Bjorn. we do go to Bjorn. We go, don't to, we? we go to him before the spiders, correct? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Bjorn. Bjorn and, was my favorite part of the book. Yeah, when I I'll, read this. he was my favorite part of the book yeah. too. And what I'll say though, I, I will give the art direction credit. Like they have continued; it has been yeah. consistent yeah. that the the land of Middle Earth feels tangible and it's gorgeous, and they do a really good job of of doing from 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 book to movie yeah. kind yeah. of stuff with that, like Bjorn's house and his Mirkwood like she bear form was. Awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was amazing. Yeah, so Bjorn was great. They they stop off at his house for to hide from the orcs, correct? Because we because they're chased away they're chased from by the, the what are the wolves called the again? The wargs. Yeah, the wargs. Yeah, from the big purple CG sunset chased into Bjorn's yeah. house. Yeah, guys, I'm gonna super dump. This is gonna be the earliest super Whoa. dump ever. Yeah, do it. Uh, what was so irritating to me that I absolutely don't think was really a part of the books. Did anybody else have trouble deciding if the dwarves are protagonists or antagonists? Yeah. yeah. 
what on earth? They're not supposed to be between like that. Not even no Thorin. Yeah. But they all feel like they've got a Thorin in their side. The whole nice. movie. Yeah. Like anybody who tries to be hospitable to them. Dwar- I love, yes, I, I get it. Like I Gimli. Like, like, like yeah. right. Yeah. The good manifestation of that is Gimli. Yes. Like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Right. But he does also love people. Yeah. yeah. But how did you manage to get all 13 of them to just feel like they're just they're just crappy. Yeah. They're yeah. crappy and they're and they're complaining about everything. Yeah. yeah. And it even happened like once it got past the river and they get saved by Bard and they're just they don't trust him or anything. It's like you don't have any other options. This is yeah. not what it's That's like. That's my thing. Like, they do not operate like a team of people who will do anything to reach their goal. No. Yes. You've taken 80% of the cast and made the I'm I'm not really sure what they're supposed to be. And, and we'll, that sucks. We'll, we'll get to what they've done with the other 20% of the cast. Right. But yeah, you're right. I, I completely agree. That that's a I mean not my super dump, but that's definitely a dump for me. That was just killing me because and and it was uh, offensive. It's as if like they came yeah. into the home of what one of my favorite characters was, and then they're just being like that. I get the fear, but there's just all of this antagonistic kind of yeah. stuff well, that I was not about. And it made me mad because Gandalf was making it clear that like this is a man that should be respected because he's like I don't know. It was just yeah. Anyways, the the result of that is that the dwarves in this movie come across as even more cartoony than last time because their motives become 50-50. There's no gray in the middle. I would have rather watched a movie where it's just Bilbo and Gandalf. Yeah. Accomplishing Uh, everything. You're pushing me. Sorry, I'm not going to do it right now. Let's wait. (laughs) You're pushing me, but let's wait. Um, We'll get there. So we leave Bjorn's house and we go to the next adventure that we go to. I mean, it really does feel like like a couple of different 30 Yeah, so we go to the Mirkwood and then Gandalf decides that he's going to head to, oh, uh, what's it called again? Um, oh, what's the name? Dungledore. Yeah, Dungledore. Dungledore. Yeah. yeah. And so he decides that With he's going to head there. the pooped. Check his, <laughs> check his stuff out. Oh, no. First he goes to the tomb. He goes to the tomb. Of the Nine yeah. Kings, which is mm, choice. Yeah, I was cool with that. Yeah, I wish Radagast wasn't there. I wish Radagast wasn't there either. I dig Radagast. We don't need Radagast. Like Radagast only exists. Radagast exists for the same reason that like thought bubbles exist in comic books. You know what I mean? That's funny. That's really good. Radagast is only there so Gandalf has somebody to To explain the plot to. Yeah, I dig Radagast. I don't have a problem with it. It's something that I was made clear to me in this movie. If you take my favorite characters in the movie in terms of how they were acted, how they were played, and then you write independent things for them that didn't really exist or they're part of the footnotes totally fine with it yeah Yeah. anything gandalf's a part of yeah please well please it it circles back to what i loved about the first hobbit which was when gandalf was doing stuff alone it was stuff that i could see the global impact in the world of middle earth i could see because he does that at the beginning of fellowship too right right and when he's off doing stuff on his own i can go okay so it's the necromancer so you know the witch king's got to be somewhere doing his thing and we know that like that stuff is great but that's not part of the story no you're correct i think that's why we get this such like that's why I personally have such a hard time just saying flat out these three movies are bad and I don't like them because there are parts that I really love. Right. But it's the parts that ultimately don't belong in the story of the dwarves retaking their home. Well, and it right. feels like, you know, I want to say, uh, you know, you can't pick and choose the extra stuff that you want in the movie and you don't. But like, no, I'm going yeah, like, to like I like some Warner of it and I did. don't, you yeah. know, like that's how right. it goes. Um, but we're, should we talk about Mirkwood a little bit? And the yeah, spires? we can talk about Mirkwood. I, um, I Again, I think they've done a good job because we have seen – Several, I think it it takes a little something different to give us different vibes in different forests. Sure. I'm sorry that was a yeah. weird way to no, phrase it. No, you're right. Like, we've seen Fanghorn before. <laughs> yeah. We've seen Mirkwood. We've seen where Rivendell is. Yeah. And it, it's all got a different vibe. And Mirkwood did feel more wild. Yes. Yeah. Like for the wood, wood elves. Did and you know that they actually had to desaturate the color so much to make it look dead that all of the actors basically had their faces painted completely red so that they would retain color? Oh my gosh, I, I didn't is, know that. Is that bad trivia or good no, trivia? No, it's good. That's real trivia. Wow. And um, all of the like, so anything like mushroomy or anything in the forest was painted essentially like Alice in Wonderland and neon so that it would also retain color wow after they desaturated this scene so much which felt a little refreshing after how overly saturated everything else right. is in this yeah. series they did a great job of showing how they were getting lost i loved all the yeah. little tactics for when bilbo's looking down and he's walking backwards, backwards. but he's oh, walking so cool. forwards that was yeah. really cool you know and and i gotta say maybe one of the worst scenes in the movie is him cresting over the top of the trees 
With all the butterflies? With all the butterflies. It looks and like, like the scene in Tarzan where he takes it. He's like, come with me now and see my world. And it's yeah. like the top of the trees <laughs> with like all the pretty yes. birds. You know what yes. I mean? But he comes up. The butterflies look terrible. The trees look terrible. I kept noticing that every time he would step, I was expecting a little bit of a bounce on a branch, but he just no didn't way. move. No, that boy's on a stage. Yeah, and the, the, the sunset in the distance looked off. I mean, it was bad, but I got to say, I was making fun of him earlier. The spiders were horrifying Yeah, they were the Woo! worst. Fully Woo. hated oh. them. Yeah. Fully, I mean, so pump were, on them because oh, I hated oh, oh, them so much. This was, you, I know for a fact that your least favorite thing in all of creation is spiders. Yeah, Same. I hate spiders so much. Okay, I'm, so this has been a bad two weeks for you guys. Yeah. With Harry Potter. For sure, arachnophobic. Yeah, okay. Like, oh my God, I think it's Bomber that grabs its fangs? Yeah. yeah no, no, I couldn't they, they pull it, pull it all legs off. Oh, oh, and all oh, I can oh, think is like, he wasn't biting them with his legs. No way, why'd you do that? There were so many things, like so many pieces of dwarf choreography in this that's like, we have, we got these six dwarf dwarf dwarfiography, but they just like pull his legs off or like they, uh, you mentioned Bomber. Bomber's the fat one, right? Right. He's the worst thing that's ever happened to any movie. That brings me to something I want to say. The magooing in this movie is off the charts. Ultra magoo. I feel like about... 80% 80% of what the dwarves do in this movie, you could score to yeah. like, yep. and it wouldn't feel out of place at all. Yep. But they could have, we, back at the very beginning of this trilogy, yep. we said if they would have just put all their eggs in either basket, if yeah. you would have given me the, the whimsical Magooey kid's Fine. story, sure, but we have no identity. Mm. Yeah. So that's what really no, screws right. it up. You're right. That's great. Um, I really liked seeing the naming of Sting, though. I'm going to pump on seeing Sting get its name. I think that was cool. I will. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and pump on that, yeah. too. It's tough for me to decide if that falls into the category of, like, man, that's really cool, or, man, Anakin built C-3PO. You know what I mean? Where it's like that. No, that's a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Bilbo named Sting. I think it, I think it is cool. That's what I'm saying. I just, yeah. like, I, these movies have... I feel so jaded when I'm watching them because I'm I'm just like my defenses are up. You know no, what I mean? Like, I, and I feel the same way. But I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, Zen garden sift yeah, through exactly. the sand really and good. get to the good. You rocks, had no you know? idea how much in my head I should have just muted it because what I wanted for the rest of the spider fight was him just to be like sting, and then it's just like <laughs> just a castaway. <laughs> lost that. Just the rest of it is just like the best <laughs> of the police. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, or he looks over the trees and it's like, oh, Lania, Lania. <laughs> there is another song gag that exists outside of the world of Lord of the Rings later in this movie that I can't wait to talk about. But oh, good. Uh, let's let's. Uh, are we done with the spiders and Mirkwood? Do we feel good about that? Yeah. Can we talk more about what Gandalf does? Yeah, please. The tomb, um, the tombs of the nine. Yeah, so cool. Yes, yes. the aesthetics of all of it um, felt original Jackson trilogy. Feels Lord of the yes. It feels Lord of the Rings and. The other things in The Hobbit that feel out of place really just feel like Narnia to me. It's right. Like, that can work if we make that our whole thing. And what yeah. it takes is something that was from Lord of the Rings, yep. a.k.a. Yeah. Ian McKellen as Gandalf. Yeah. But because he, he can carry it by himself. Yes. He really can. Uh, and that's probably why we wanted to is like, why didn't this trilogy instead just be, let's do this part, White Council. Do your things with the dwarves here. Make that better. But yeah. anyways, when yeah. he's like sliding down the, it felt like a video game, like it Uncharted did, yeah. or something. Um, and then he comes into the tomb of the nine and this, so was it here that he, like the fight is also in this area too or not? This was different. That was like in the side of a mountain. Yeah, right? no, he was checking so the tomb. So he's done a lot checking of the travel. See if the tombs are empty. The fight is at Dol Gordor. Okay. Yeah. So can we go there? Is that what's next? Um, I don't, I don't know if that's chronologically we, what's next, but we can talk yeah, about that. Yeah, let's talk next. about that. Just that, to stick with the Gandalf stuff. Yeah, let's talk about Gandalf right now. What, if, well, we if can, one of the things that's irritating... his story in two seconds. Right. Here. If one of the things that's most irritating about the movie to us is <laughs> bouncing around so much, we have the power to change it. Yeah, so exactly. let's just focus on Gandalf's story. Good point. Um, uh, this was beautiful. Like, I love yeah, cool. him going around and ridding. I love how everybody is afraid of him. Yes. Um, yeah. And then, of course, we get to see Gandalf the White, who's like five times stronger later, yeah. which there, it does kind of add some significance to that. Yes. Where a lot of people might have been scratching their heads if they didn't read the books of like, this doesn't make sense. He just gets to be more powerful because he kind of died. <laughs> but he's going through, and I have to pump. It was really, honestly, it was almost a super pump. The creativity in his fight with... Sauron, yeah, um, holding back the darkness. How yeah. they managed to in in an environment that was pitch black still embody evil somehow, 
And I thought that was so creative. And I just loved everything about that scene yeah. and him just fighting everybody. I'm sure you guys know how they recorded Sauron's dialogue for that. Yeah. That's Benedict Cumberbatch speaking Orcish reverse. Backwards. Yeah. Yeah. The craziest, coolest. And it sounds. And it was terrifying. his idea too. Yeah. Which is cool. I yeah. love that. It was super cool. And I thought I was going to kind of dump on them turning Sauron walking up into the eye. But I actually, I liked that. Did a lot. you know? That is actually how he was originally written. Peter Jackson has admitted that he originally misinterpreted the look of the eye and that in the books, like apparently the, the, the sort of gist of Sauron's eye is that his body makes up the people. Wow. I did not know that. I, so didn't real, I never realized that. He's kind of making up for that. Yeah, a little bit. And, 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 I, and I thought it was cool. Yeah. Now, here's something, and we'll talk about it more in Fellowship especially and, and sort of that trilogy. Did it ever bother either of you how similar Sauron his armor and the witch king's armor are to each other because i remember as a kid going wait is that is that the guy from is that so, like yeah. who is who here yeah they were very similar yeah and it's you have to dig pretty deep to find something that weta did that you're like scratching your head about but yeah. i agree i think that's right because yeah. i that even because of that the witch king doesn't really get brought up too much to me like right. if i'm talking about the trilogy because i probably just when I bunch them both together. the number of times spoilers I guess for Lord of the Rings but the number of times I've heard people refer to Eowyn cutting Sauron's uh, <laughs> head off at the yeah. end or whatever nope okay. nope that's the witch king yeah. not Sauron yeah no. but we'll get there I, we I, yeah, we'll sorry get we're on line. Sauron we'll get to that line specifically uh, but here's the deal after that fight homie just gets locked up in a cage yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm, uh, again you're, you're pushing me yeah that's what I'm gonna tough. hold off if he if he's a big power and your number one goal is to bring back your strength and might to take over Middle Earth. Why aren't you killing that? Yeah, thing? that's yeah. what I don't get. Why aren't you killing him? Yeah. So that, and it, it really feels like he's locked up because we need a way for Gandalf to not help the dwarves fight Smaug. Right. Like, yes. It doesn't make sense. Absolutely. It doesn't make sense for the character. It doesn't make sense in the narrative. But we just we have to remove Gandalf from that scene. Yes. So we'll just put him in a cage. I guess. One hundred percent. You are correct. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I guess, I guess we should talk about, uh, the elves now, the woodland elves. That's our next adventure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we yeah. got another it's, Marvel it, guy. Yeah. Yes. Lee Pace. And I got to tell you something. Lee Pace was almost he my is, super pumped for this magnificent. movie. He's he really was good. born. It, it makes me angry that he was not an elf before this right. at some point. He was very good. Was Thranduil, right? Thranduil. Thranduil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, I mean, he was born to be an elf. That was perfect. Yeah. It was really good. So good. Um, and this was the most evil elf, I think, that we see. One of the yeah. most evil. And so that was kind of cool to have something with, like, such grace. And he embodies basically, well, Mirkwood's a little more wild. Like, yeah. They've got a, almost a dictator instead right. of a, a good leader like Elrond. But I got to tell you something. I am normally a big Legolas fan. Yep. Huge Legolas fan. Yep. I hate the fact that he's in these movies. I really do. Now they do say when I was looking at all the stuff that was discounting because I needed someone to agree with me, and then they obviously <laughs> knew more than I did. But um, he would have been alive, yeah. and he no, did yeah. have a connection to Mirkwood. So they didn't reach too far for this. But I completely agree. It's almost like he forgot how he acted as Legolas. That's what I like. Yeah, he, he was like way more bouncy and bendy than he was originally. And it's partially due to the CG just making him look like a super bouncy ball. Oh, yeah. They took the one, they took the Legolas from the elephant, Tony yeah, Hawk yeah, yeah. Pro Skater yeah. from like, Return of the King. 100% of the time. All yeah. of the and time. It's just it's him now. Yeah. With they, his horrifying CG blue eyes. Ugh. I Why? hate the blue eyes. I don't Be- understand well, it. He was supposed to have blue eyes in the original trilogy, but they kept they like kept forgetting to put his contacts in before they would shoot. Sure. So like that's a continuity error that's all throughout the originals. It's like some scenes he has blue eyes, some scenes he has his regular brown or like yeah. blue eyes. They just look his eyes just look dead. He looks like an alien. It and is weird. I I want to say we're going to talk about Tariel since we're here in in just a second, but like the the love triangle deal that happens in this movie is so bad and I hate it so much because it makes Legolas seem like a petty character. Yeah. When in fact Legolas is a character above that kind of stuff. Like yeah. genuine. I don't just mean that like like oh I think Legolas is no like that is yeah. sort of his characterization like his is yeah. is forest for the trees kind of a and thing. And there was a way to have done this really well because part of the creation of Tariel was the fact that they were like, oh in the Hobbit, there's not as we don't have an Arwen and an Eowyn and a right. Galadriel, and like we yeah. don't have a lot of good female anti- or protagonists in this. 
And so they're like, let's create this. But then they, it's like they got lost down this well, rabbit yeah, trail. I don't, think, I don't think the way to create a female character is is to say we need a love interest because no. that is that feels inherently weak. reductive. And my thing is this. As Tariel as a character, you know, as a as an elf who comes in and fights and helps the the group, I don't have a problem. In I, fact, Evangeline Lily I was as Tariel, yeah. whoo, she's great. Perfect. Yeah. That's a pump. I think I think she did a better job than Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Oh, and what, he, is, yes. what if Orlando Bloom just wasn't in this and Tariel was in this and there was no, no love story, no romantic thing with the dwarves? But or if she, there was, have it be implied between her and Be Gilly. implied, but the whole thing is like, no, the elves want to hold you guys here. Doesn't have to be Bilbo every time. Tardo can say, actually, I know of a way to get you guys out of here and well, I'll yeah, help you. I'll protect you on the river. Yeah, she didn't need that layer. She didn't yeah. need the love layer. She no. already has the layer of I'm bound to to staying here, but also it's like, no, we are the world. These people are going to destroy the world. We're yeah. part of yeah. the world. Why aren't we going to fight? Like and she that, had yeah. a that good stuff layer. Is strong, that yeah. was a great they motivation. Just, they just dump all over it. Weakens it. Like her motivation. weakens her motivation when she says, I'm doing this because I love this tiny hot dwarf. Yes. Ugh. Yes, which it cracks me up when they're just like, oh, you're attracted to a... Do-. Like, Killy is objectively attractive. Yeah, like, I don't like, understand yeah. how anybody's... Yeah, how is nobody seeing that? Yeah, I know. It cracks his, me up. His prosthetics fell off. Like, his yeah. makeup fell off. <laughs> they forgot about <laughs> it. Like, let's just stick with it. It's just It's stuck gorgeous. back in the spider web back yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, a, a huge dump from me on the mischaracterization of Legolas as this, like, petty, in-love teenager... Yeah. I don't love it. Oh I don't love gosh. it at all. Because this, this is not that long before Fellowship. And in the span of an elf's life, you know, what is it? 80 something years between this and Fellowship, right? I think, I 60, think it's around that 60 time, yeah. something. Yeah. And in the span of an elf's life, I mean. That's like nothing. Uh, yeah. He even says earlier, Thranduil says earlier, 100 years is a blink. Yeah, I can wait. A blink of an eye. Yeah, yeah. that was a great yeah. line. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Legolas is, uh, some of the fighting is cool that he does at a couple points when it is not CGI'd to death. But ultimately, I think that he takes away more from this movie than he adds to it. All right. Yeah. The next thing, I've been dying to get to this. The barrels? The theme park ride in the middle of this movie. <sighs> the Wacky Mountain Escape. Peak Magoo. Before we get to the Peak Magoo, uh, I'll point out Martin Freeman is continuing to do a really good job. Yes. Um, I, pushing me. I think especially when he's like trying to open up the thing so that yes. he can fall down too. Anyways, uh-oh. And it, we'll get to... I'm getting so uh, you're pushing, such an I'm energy pushing, from Jordan right you're now. Pushing me, but anyways, yeah. So it's I agree with you a lot. Super Magoo, this whole thing is crazy. Okay, so Magoo, I'm gonna do something, something that we've never done before on the show. Uh, super Pump goes to Martin Freeman again. You took me there. Martin Freeman is my Super Pump again for this movie, and I have a feeling he'll be my Super Pump for the third one too because his his characterization of Bilbo is just about the only thing worth watching hmm. to me. Interesting. Wow. You're pushing me. <laughs> You're pushing me. So I'm hold on. Just finished super pumping. My super dump Whoa. is the wow. All wacky and wild forest elf oh my escape gosh. Bro, mountain log ride. Bouncing out of that river. Although I'll tell you, barrel armor? I laughed There's and pencil dive back into barrel. Right. I laughed. No. If this was a oh my gosh, that was, the, that was to me, that is where my super dump was fully solidified as this scene. Like that is the worst thing. Because I literally, when I was watching this, Adam can attest to this. I watched it with him. When that happened, I literally said, oh, great. Y'all want some Looney Tunes in your Lord of the Rings? Like, that's the most ridiculous thing. Bomber straight up, Nick Cannon roll bounced for about a minute and a half down this river and I rolled my eyes so hard it made noise. Did you guys like? Uh, did you guys like when we would cut away from our big expensive movie cameras to a three hundred dollar GoPro on the side of these barrels? Why did they I, do that? Where the I color doesn't it. match? No, my you super didn't. pump is how immersive <laughs> no, the GoPro was. No, no. I I was gasping for air. I couldn't breathe in the river. Just, no, that's like, not much. Just super this pump. whole thing feels like somebody at Warner Brothers was like, "Hey, Peter, listen. Like people are going to see these movies." Disney World has like this whole thing, like maybe we can get in like, there. Can we get in that game? Yeah. Can you make something that could be a theme park ride for us? Yeah, like, like can 100%. we have Gandalf going down this slide to a tomb, and then like maybe the next room we can be like riding barrels and escaping from elves, and then surfing on an elephant's trunk. Like that would be great, man. Can we do that stuff? It it was just too much. And I shoot the whole agree. thing with GoPros. I'm gonna say I think they went more towards the prosthetic side for orcs. This was a better orc movie than. The first one. And Much 100%. Better. In fact, Bolg, is that his name? Yeah. I like Bolg better than he's, I like uh, Azog. Azog. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty awesome. 
And the design of having his armor like grown into him. Oh, it was yeah. just like it was awesome. Painful. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, the orcs looked more like orcs in this than just regular CG monsters. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was wild. Like that river scene was wild because you have the two elves, all the orcs, all the dwarves. Actually, more than that, because there's also elves defending and then dying because the wall, of the yeah. attack from the orcs. It was a lot. Was this okay? I'm acknowledging that this might have been in my head because of the way things looked. Was there an audible boing sound every time Legolas jumped from head to head? No, no but, but I think there was something like that with Bomber. There would be there boings it. for Bomber. Okay. <laughs> Is that like bombs over Baghdad? Boing, boings for Bomber. It's the name of my indie documentary boings about the making of The Hobbit. Bomber. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Or it's like a charity. It feels like a charity. Like boings for Bomber. Like jump on a trampoline for three hours to give for Bomber t- life-changing life surgery. For 25 cents a day, <laughs> you too can save Bomber. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Rivers scene was Super Bowl halftimed. Yeah. It was like, how many yeah. things can we bring together and try no, to right. get people and standing? And it is right at about halfway too, huh? Yeah. yeah. It's it's a super dump for me, but it's also just like, I think that was, you mentioned like the, the cliffhanger at the end of this was the moment when you were like, oh, I don't know that I like these. Th- that was this yeah. moment for me. This moment was the biggest bummer for me where I was just like, oh, no. Not only can we divide this movie into pre-river and post-river, like right at the halfway point, but I can also kind of divide my life into like better <laughs> and worse, like on either side of like never seen this scene before. Now I have and have to like acknowledge that we I live, live in a world that. that did that. Like that's a part yeah. of you now. Yeah, yeah, that's like permanent, you know. So let's let's please leave this bad river scene Yeah, let's behind. leave the bad river and uh, let's get to another river how about it? Yeah, great. Uh, Bard. Yeah. Can we talk about Bard? Let's talk about Bard. Love Luke Evans. Love Luke Evans Luke as Evans Bard. Luke Evans is so great. And and that's why, oh man. Here and we go, baby. And I feel so sorry for, again, the whole time I'm feeling sorry for Peter Jackson because sure. I know yeah. he can do it well. Sure. And he has to think about everything that he went through, the fact that some things were still really great, yeah. extra credit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amidst all of this clouded mess. Um. I wish they had done more. I think it would have been so much better if he was actually the head bowman yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and have done that. You can have him go ahead and smuggle them in and be the yeah, head he doesn't bowman. Have to be a yeah. smuggler. You don't have to completely change his arc. Yeah. You know, he he doesn't in in the book. He does not butt heads with the with the master of the town. Uh, like, speaking of no. the master of the town. That was almost. Let's stay on Bard for a second. I agree with you. Let's go to Bard. Because one one thing I want to say about Bard is when I see Bard, I see what Thorin should have been. Yeah. Well-rounded, well-acted, cool. And not that Richard Armitage did fine acting-wise, I guess, but just like- given very much to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like Luke Evans as Bard was like, he came on and I got Aragorn vibes a little bit. I was like, oh, okay. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels like he can legitimately take anybody on. Yeah. And I know Thorin, Thorin was that in the book, but be, I think because they tried to draw things out and he gets punted by a, uh, a warg in the <laughs> yeah. first one, it's like, wait, yeah. he's not really capable of much. No. Yep. He's just crazy and mean. Well, and we have no, re- I mean, because he's crazy, I mean, we have no reason to believe in the dwarves mission that this guy is a rightful king. And like we need to help him restore. Yeah, I don't want to see him back on the throne. No, I'm not pulling for Thorin. Not at all. And that's uh, in fact, I'm pulling more for Philly. Yeah, because I found out on that barge in the city that he's next in line for the throne. And as soon as I heard that, I said, "Well, let's just give it to him then." Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) He feels like a better fit. Yeah, yeah, more level headed here. But um, so we're in Lake Town. Lake Town's great. Love the love the music associated with. Love the way that it looks. It's like a dumpy Venice. Yes, yes, it's really cool. Um, But the 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 master of the town, Mayor McCheese, Mayor McCheese, and the unibrown henchman. Oh Oh, my gosh, their Google was filled with. Is that worm tongue? They, it was way too close to yeah. Wormtongue. Alfred was almost my collective super dump. I thought, His name is Alfred. Is it really? Yes. yes. It I thought the the mayor of town, I thought it was Piers Morgan for a second. <laughs> Doesn't it look a little bit like it does sure look like does. Piers Morgan, yeah. Um, but, it, I mean, this is there's just no need for this. That's Victorian. Like, like, that is not Lord of the Rings. You know no. what I mean? Like, that is that is like American colonial era, and Lord of the Rings is like, Middle Ages, no. medieval. Like, it's yeah. like they tried to make another steward of Gondor. Yes. Yeah. Because when you, I mean, his hall and everything is just gray wall. Like it's perfect for the, like the realms of man. Like yeah. nobody yeah. does that. Yeah. Yeah. 
his whole thing was annoying and it felt like such a cop out when they arrested Bard. He said, what am I arresting? Whatever the the king wants. It's just like, okay, well, yeah, you just needed an antagonist. Yeah. Yeah, Like that's, that's the thing. When we stretch this out in the three movies, we have to have so many, we have to elevate so many minor characters to large antagonistic roles and just doesn't hold up. And it feels, it feels dumb to me to, to sort of minimize the like what gets them to the mountain in their quest to we'll give you some gold for it and this greedy yeah. guy's just like yes of course like yeah. it's just dumb yeah. i don't know i i he and sort of the the general vibe of lake town and like the scenes that happened there was almost my super dump yeah to be honest yeah, but uh, are we are we gonna jump to the so, mountain? So now? they get a hero send off. They're sponsored and endorsed by Lake Town. If you go to laketown.com backslash Hobbit Friends, <laughs> you probably get a discount on yeah. your mustache wax or something that, oh my that gosh. the this master of Lake Town uses. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they have a new sponsor now. They got a bunch of cool tiny child size armor that they had laying around in Lake Town. They and, make Killy stay behind, and yeah. then for some reason Thorin doesn't realize he's being a jerk when like half the crew is also like, well, if he's staying, I'm staying. Yeah, and Thorin's just like Monward, and so, so is go. that is that what we're supposed to feel? Then are we supposed to be like Thorin's out of control at this point? Because, to me, it felt like so close to the stone. To me, it felt like it started out as kill. You need rest, and you will slow us down. But it also felt like once the other people were like, "Well, if he's not going, I'm not going." Thorin should have said, "Okay, maybe I'll reevaluate." Yeah, so Thorin's choosing his mission over his friends, but that's not like made super clear, yeah. and I don't know how that. Like, it's, it's not a proximity thing to the Arkenstone. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it's weird. Um, but we finally get to the mountain. We climb up. We get our climactic scene of the keyhole. Yeah, sure. Um, which is crazy they give to up me. super easily. So fast! Yeah. Just so fast. Yeah. Um, but this scene of uh, Bilbo and what we're about to go into with Bilbo uh, in the room with... Smaug, yeah, uh, brings me to my super dump. Actually, I I also, and I don't want to like mess up your super dump. No, but I love. Is it um, Dwalin, who's the old yes. dwarf? I love the scenes with him and Bilbo. I think those are actually really, him. those are really sweet. I and I think too. he, I think he was the best dwarf. I agree. Is it Dwalin um, or Balin? I think it's Balin. I think it's Balin. Is it Balin? Yeah. Dwalin's the bald one with the tattoos and stuff. Yeah, the mean one. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, his scenes with Bilbo, he's 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 looking at Bilbo through the Gandalf lens. Yes, now. exactly. And I think if we had had more of that, which the book does, yep. Um, but I thought that was great for them no, to take th- those liberties. I think you actually just enhanced my super dump. Oh, great. Um, because my super dump is that for a movie named after him, there's barely any Bilbo in this. This movie seems to be about Thorin and Gandalf, but almost not really even about Gandalf. And so my super dump is that. In my opinion, That's the good. two greatest strengths of this series, Gandalf and Bilbo, both take a back seat to a bad dwarf king as the main character of this movie. Yeah. And that really yeah. frustrated me. I kept That's watching and we get this wonderful sequence of Bilbo inside the mountain, in right. the hall. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, there's some stuff we'll talk about there, but his acting specifically, Martin Freeman in this moment, you know, his, his sit down and kneel when Smaug starts to move and <laughs> all of this stuff. He's so oh, funny yeah. and he's so yeah. vibrant. Yeah. And what that scene made me realize is that that's what this movie had been missing for the entire yeah, exactly. hour where, where, had, where had our he Hobbit? Been? Yeah. Where's our, where's our titular Hobbit? Yeah. And then also the other best character, Gandalf. Maybe on screen for 18 minutes. It's in a birdcage, though. Don't worry. Yeah. He'll be okay. And so I wanted to get my super dump out of the way quickly because we're coming up on something else important to me. Let's talk about Inside of the Misty Mountain. Super pump. Is it yours, too? It is mine, too, but one very specific thing. So you go first. Uh, Well, just as much as... You know, you would hope, and I think we have seen again Peter Jackson's love for the series. Yeah. And yeah. he said, this is where I'll put my energy, and I won't let anyone else touch this. Uh, very much what my super pump was with with uh, Bilbo and Smeagol uh, and their interaction, we have 
every every single scene that is Bilbo and Smaug. Um, and then Smaug, for different reasons, too. I think they did a great job with the CGI it's on incredible. Smaug. But so, their yeah, interactions yeah. between uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman were, you could tell they've worked together before. Yes. So a lot of things fell into place, and it was yeah. a perfect storm for something that was redeeming about this movie. And, and Smaug, as a character and as an on-screen entity, just sort of everything embodying Smaug, Super pump. Yeah. Maybe the best special effect I have ever seen. Yeah, it is, was really, really convincing. Now, Phenomenal. Let's not, we don't, I'm not <laughs> it was really, really mostly convincing. <laughs> I'm not including the environment around him. Yeah. I am just including, I mean, cut out Smaug. That is what I'm the talking about. The way his about. belly lights up before he yes. breathes yeah. fire. Um, his eyes were horrifying. His voice was amazing. It, the, I mean, he looked present in the room. I yeah. actually do want to give a big pump on how well they animated him speaking. Yes. Because that that's the tricky thing uh, with stuff like this is that reptiles don't have lips. Yeah. And so it is super hard to convincingly animate a like crocodilian, yeah. reptile, snake looking yeah. thing speaking human words. You and know they, they mo-capped Benedict Cumberbatch yes, for his they did, face. Yeah. Crawling around and on that And it's worth a watch. Yeah. It's, oh really, my it's really cool. Very immersive. But yeah, they... They somehow managed to do that without without it looking like a cartoon, yeah. too. And that was brilliant. And, and he was, I mean, genuinely horrifying to me. Something about mm-hmm. something that big yeah. may, like unsettles my stomach. Yeah. Like watching him move and stalk and the giant claws like wrap around things. Oh. I would watch and go, oh, and yeah. I loved it. So yes. Smaug as an entity... And they Easy, actually did a great pump. job of the treasure room. I think I yeah. think with just its sea of gold and everything, yes. I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too, except for the times where it became abundantly clear that none of it existed. <laughs> the, like there were these scenes and these moments where it looked great. And then there were other scenes where it was clear that like it was all not real. So, and I don't know how to say that the I right think, way. I think the close-ups looked good because that the close-ups were very likely a mix of some practical set with yeah. CG backgrounds. The wide shots were entirely CG with maybe a plate of the actor put in there. And those are the things that looked really off to me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, and, um, by the time the dwarves come in and, and start to help Bilbo in his, uh, quest for the Arkenstone, which the Arkenstone is one of the Silmarils, right? That's, that's the thing, right? That's why it's so... Am I wrong about this? I have no idea. That This is just a lack of my research on that. Okay. I don't think I knew that. I, th- I thought it... I think it is, but I could be completely wrong. Yeah. Let us know if I'm a dum-dum at two chunks. Yeah. Well, so something that happens here is... I don't know of a good analogy. I feel like y'all have been hitting on the analogies recently, so maybe you can throw one in. But something happens. So um, Arkenstone and the pull that it has on Thorin is so very similar and intentional to what the ring would probably have on Bilbo. Right. So now you've got two people with the same script and one of them is varsity and one of them is middle school. Yeah. Like it is like the way that Martin Freeman shows the influence of this item on his life. Yeah. To where the, the one trick pony that is the way Thorin shows I'm going bonkers yeah. for this stone. No, that's, oh, this is a, that's a great point. It makes that, him look so much worse. Yeah. The way that Martin point. Freeman shows it, I forgot to pump on that when we were in Spider Forest, but like whenever he loses the ring and like has to go grab it back and kills that trapdoor spider, and then the moment when he looks at the ring and he's so excited to have it back, and then you see the realization on his face, he's like horrified, like, I'm like going. What now. have I become? Yeah. It's just this ring. Like yeah. that is so good. So You're, good. That's a great point. But but I think that further separates the two performances. Exactly. I completely agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So it's like this weird mix of pump and dump. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Absolutely. But um, do we even want to dignify dumping gold all over Smaug with? Super Magoo, this whole thing. Yeah. Like how on Did earth? Like that, that big butter statue. Dude, yeah, how on earth did they have so much time so bad. for all of this? I know. Like visually, this was cool. Like, wow, you pulled this off. But but they didn't is the he thing. He felt like a, inside of the mountain crumbled with Bilbo on it and he was fine. Yeah. yeah. And he just rolled it off. Yeah. Like a stunt double or something. Yeah. And yeah. then the whole like, let's do something that normally it takes hundreds of dwarves to, like you made a eight story cast, gold cast of a dwarf king. Yeah. In it felt like what was like supposed to be real time. Yeah. 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 Ridiculous. All the while back in Lake town, we have these two elves, CGI power ranger fighting these orcs. Oh, I forgot that's even in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they're fighting the orcs Man, and bummer. <laughs> uh, I know. And you know who doesn't get to be a part of the fight? Bard. Because they locked him up already. Bard. So you're telling me really the only fight that we get to see, I had forgotten they don't give us any really fighting Bard in this Yeah. until the next one, which actually probably the only thing we ever get to see him do is a giant crossbow. Yep. What yeah. a bummer. Yep. Yeah. And, and a waste of Luke Evans towards the end of this movie. Like too. the only thing that they do to give us credit to be like, here's your hero. Look how good he is at aiming is he shot a rock out of a dwarf's <laughs> hands. Yes. <laughs> and he is a good aimer too. Yeah. Quite the aimer. Quite the aimer. That that Gosh. boy's aim is so uh, choice. Tariel heals her dwarf boyfriend with, and some, we don't really get to watch some it, do we? Weeds from a pig's mouth, right? Uh, so how much dumber does that make the line? It was a privilege to get to witness this. Yeah, when we, the I audience, the dumbest line of all has got to be the whole exchange of "You're not really here. You can't be. If you were here, I would tell you." You're beautiful and I love you. Dude, <laughs> this, this love story is poo-poo from a diaper. And you yeah. don't need it. We are no. not poo-pooing on Tariel. We don't. We are poo-pooing on what they did, right? Yes. I'm not going to oh, put words in your mouth. No, 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 right? no. I, I love Tariel. I want to reiterate. But like, there's, there's like, we devote so much time to reducing her character to this damseled love interest. I'll say this. The fact that she can even be cool at sometimes is a testament to like what could have been. I think it's a testament to Evangeline Lilly yes, more she's than a fantastic it's a testament actor. to the writers. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. But I I I I remember hearing Killy do that yeah. weird poem. I don't know what to call it. Yeah. And I remember hearing him do it and just being disappointed. Just be, that was bad. I think that's a good, a good way to describe this movie. Yeah. I, I think that it's not so much. I'm not like, mad. I'm not mad. I'm just, <laughs> just so disappointed. like, it's like, it's part of something that I love. You know what I mean? Like, so it's a and part of this, this canon of cinematic Lord of the Rings. And so yeah. like, I love it, but it's like, I don't really like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I realized was the engine behind me getting excited in this movie was being like reminding myself, oh, I remember how good the actual trilogy is. We're getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of my anticipation yes. and a lot of enjoying this movie almost felt fabricated because it was like, I know what is to come. I told yeah. that to Callie can't, last can't night. Can't wait to be there. I literally yeah. was like, every time I watch A Hobbit, all I want to do is just put on the real Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, yeah. And watching watching Blue-Eyed, 5 o'clock shadow, weird CG young Legolas yes. makes oh me want to watch. Act. Callie literally said, is that guy supposed to look like Orlando Bloom? And I said, that is, <laughs> that Orlando, is Orlando Bloom. Bloom. And she goes, no. And she had to look it up. Yo, and yeah. from the very beginning of this entire, like, do you believe in magic series? We have said people were so worried about, like, here's your confirmation. People were so worried about the Harry Potter stuff. With the, you, we have, we have leading the way in acting three 11 year old kids. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And they are kicking the Hobbit's butt hard. Yeah. That franchise with those first two movies is kicking the crap out of what we've done in this one. No, I will warn you this. I'm not sure what objectivity looks like for me in the face of the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. (laughs) So we'll have to see about that when we get there. But I can tell you this, the Hobbit comparatively. And, oh, and for I, sure. I think that it is becoming more clear to me the chasm separating the first part of the Harry Potter series from the first part of this Hobbit stuff. So yeah. why why do you guys think? And this is, I mean, we're we're basically done going through the movie, but we've got a little bit of time before we move into rating. Uh, I will say first, though, even though it was completely like not part of the book. A gold-covered Smaug was pretty cool. By the time the gold was on him and not dripping anymore, he yeah. looked awesome. That was pretty awesome. And then he does the spin in the air and all the gold falls anyways. I like so that. So what a waste of gold. But What yeah, a waste yeah. of gold, but hey. Uh, so I, why do you guys think that The Hobbit has been... You mentioned this, I think, a couple of weeks ago. The Hobbit has been largely kind of just forgotten by culture. Like, we've moved past that. But yet we still as a, like an entertainment culture consistently bring up how the star Wars prequels ruin star Wars, but we don't talk about how the Hobbit prequels may have ruined Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? Like what, what is the difference in goodwill between these two franchises? I think that in Lord of the Rings, we actually have a source that we can say we can go to and feel better about everything. The writing 
of The Hobbit. Mm -hmm. We don't have that for Star Wars. I think what happened in Star Wars is there's so much of an ownership of that because that is a pop culture icon because it is the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Like Star Wars was like Boba Fett would not have been a thing if the culture did not love him. Yeah. You know, and so Star Wars is, this is personal. Star Wars belongs to us. Star Wars belongs to us. And so that's what I think the difference is. I think people were like, I'm offended. It's as if we are Tolkien. You know, and we're yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. what have you done? Um, yeah. But I think that's what the difference is because I can go read The Hobbit and get over it. Well, and yeah. for, for me, and this this is going to get hairy. No, that's going to no, be next week. Nice, good. I should have seen that. Um, <laughs> at its best, and I want to be careful saying this, at its peak, I don't think Star Wars even touches the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You talking about from a story standpoint or from a, like a movie, like cinematic quality standpoint? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't even touch. I, yeah. maybe even a decade ago, yeah. I would have been appalled by what I just said, but I think I've always loved both, like pretty much from my first v- exposure to either. I've always loved both, but as I have gotten older, my taste has veered hard towards Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Not, not even away from Star Wars necessarily, but for, for me... At its best, Lord of the Rings is perfect. Yeah. And I don't know that Star Wars is ever that. And I think the 100% credit is J.R.R. Tolkien. I was just yes, about to say that. Like because Which is where the weakness it, in this Hobbit series And it's comes amazing from. Yeah. because what happens with Lord of the Rings, and, and we've done the stats before. I only did the difference between Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. I promise you Lord of the Rings has more Oscars than all of the Star Wars franchise too. Oh, yeah way more Oscars and especially, you know, you can't be surprised that the three of us probably feel this way to an extent. I don't know if I I would say doesn't touch because it's hard to even put them on the same plane. I agree. So maybe there's a different analogy for that. But um, if you're looking at a movie critically and, and obviously a big part of that is what is it doing with the story? Lord of the Rings was just a better made movie and the rest of like, professionals and critics and a lot of fans feel the same way. I think it's a testament to, and you know, maybe this is on me for continually harping on this, but I think it's a testament to Tolkien's world building. You know what yeah, I mean? Like oh, 100%. He, he created this entire other reality and said, I'm going to write stories set in that, but they are all internally and externally cohesive because he had this other thing. Like, like the universe of Lord of the Rings is not just these stories because he had these other thing that he was measuring it up against. So yeah. they all work together. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I also think to, to kind of circle back to the original question that I don't know if I fully answered, <laughs> there aren't books that the Star Wars prequels are based on. Yeah. Right. There is a book that the Hobbit's based on. Right. And so when the Hobbit movies come out and are bad, people don't go Lord of the Rings sucks. They go that interpretation of the Hobbit sucked. Yep. Yeah. But, and, and I think that saved, but you know, to me, it would be kind of like saying Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy sucks because the new DC movies suck. Right. They're just different, They're just different. things. Yeah. There's something you get. Whereas There's the prequels in Star Wars are not. Right. And Star Wars gets this energy uh, when you're watching it that has nothing to do with, nos- well, like history or yeah. like nostalgia. It has yeah. the energy of like, nobody knows. It's mm-hmm. all theory. What will happen? Like who are Ray's parents, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. so that's what it has going for it. But for this, it's, it's, you were given this thing like early on in your life where you've read this thing that you're like, I can't wait to see it mm-hmm. yeah. to finally go there. Yep. Yeah. So that's no, a great, a great question. Yeah. No, I, and, and, and I think that question brings up some troubling comparisons, <laughs> but I, I think it's a worth answering and I worth it needed to be said. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So uh, is it time? Should we, should we rate this bad boy? Time. Okay. Great boy. Well, uh, it's time to rate this movie. And here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, we have perfected the art. We have something here called the Scientific Cinema Scale, and it is as follows. The best thing that we can ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy Buy that that poster. poster. After that, the next best thing that we could say is just buy it. That's going to be followed by rent it. And then the next best thing, which would be stream it, followed by forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. Who wants to go first? I'll I go will. F- oh. Fight, fight, fight. You want rock, paper, scissors on my... I'm just trying to do like the He goes first, I guess. Yeah. That feels cool. intimidating. God him. Um, <laughs> so I cannot forget something. I cannot say forget it if there was... I, I've, I've been kind of going through how do I view this scale. Okay. 
personally. I cannot say forget something if there were parts that I liked so much. Okay. So it is a stream. Okay. I will stream this because of what we said about Gandalf, what we said about uh, Martin Freeman of, of Bilbo, Smaug. There were just too many things that I enjoyed a lot to forget it. Yeah. So I am a stream. I'm not, I'm not renting it, but I'm a stream. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm also going to give it a stream it for kind of similar reasons. Uh, I feel like Martin Short's performance, even though <laughs> Martin Short. <laughs> Just imagining Martin oh, Short. Is here we go. I'm going to have to put this in it. <laughs> I wish I was never Bilbo at all. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Everyone's favorite Martin Short movie, The Santa Claus 3. I went there and I said it. Oh, Smaug, the most desolate, the most... (laughs) Martin Freeman's performance is worth a watch. I feel like Smaug is worth a watch. Gandalf is always worth a watch. And and similarly, for that reason, I can't forget this movie. Uh, But I also don't know that I want to throw any hard-earned buckaroonies at it, necessarily. Okay. Uh... God has forsaken us. Whoa! This movie would be so much easier to say forget it if there weren't parts that were good. But the fact that there are parts that are good makes it worse that there are bad parts. Ooh, okay. Like, the fact that there is some stuff that's good... It makes the bad It makes the bad, it makes the bad even worse, and it leads me to conclude that some deity has forsaken us and sent us to a dark timeline where this movie now exists, and it is... So bad and some okay forced to share a movie together. Well, you have killed the curve for the rest of the class, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's so. okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Bad it's a bad movie, bad time. Valid though. Did not like it. I like your reasoning. Interesting. Yeah. I'm like feeling sorry for this movie now. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> it's like when you've got a friend that's in trouble, but you're not. It's like, it's, <laughs> or like a sibling, and you're like, bro, you're about to get ripped off. <laughs> Is there anything I, I can do bad. for you before that happens? Yeah, what's or? happening? <laughs> All right, can we take so, care of your pets? <laughs> before uh, before we close out the show, we do have some shout-outs to give. Shouties. Uh, we got three Instagram shout-outs. That goes to Gabe Evans, Claudia Martinez, and Kristen Lupin. Thank each of you individually according to the ways in which you shouted us out. Thank you. We did have a couple people that sent in pumps and dumps for this episode. Uh, Colton Kingston's pump is the entire scene inside the mountain with Bilbo and Smaug. This dump is barrel riding down the river, GoPro scene, enough said. Yeah. Excellent. Actually, enough said, too. Yeah. Uh, and then we had somebody named David Blees send us in pumps and dumps. Why I does that sound so familiar? Like, I guess, like, if you want to talk about a movie, you shouldn't have had a kid and left this podcast. Ooh. Oh, uh, his pump punch. is is anything that Benedict Cumberbatch gets his British hands on. Yeah, okay. His dump Mm. is that Legolas looks 10 years older than Lord of the Rings Legolas. I can't get mad at Orlando Bloom for aging, but he's ruining this for me. That's a great point. And then he said, will you shout me out hard this week? It's all I have left, guys. (laughs) David, if you need help. Parenting must be If you need help, we're always here for you, buddy. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Uh, And then our last shout out this week is going to go to Andrew Franco. Andrew emailed us and suggested. James Franco? James Franco's brother, Andrew, emailed us and suggested that we watch the Tolkien edit of the Hobbit movies. It's a fan edit that removes a lot of the things that aren't in the book. So I can only imagine that Tariel is nowhere to be found in this edit. And interesting. Kind of the weird cartoony things are supposedly removed from this. So I'll have to check that out. Everyone knows when they're talking about a fan edit, it's not a fan of the Hobbit movies it's a fan of Tolkien like it's called yeah. Tolkien fans when you're right. looking yep. at critics right. online yep. which is just adding to our point I'll, I'll shout out to Waxbase right now yeah and I think we need to continually because we're continually recording True. in this awesome recording round, studio what is this three four this is round four. Yeah. Yeah. In this studio, all of all of Do You Believe in Magic has been in here. Big fan. That's um, true. And I think we do now. Yep. I think this is a magical place. I do if, believe if in you're it. looking for a place to uh, come set up shop, come, come, on, come on over to Waxbase. Yeah. Yeah. That's our last shout out for the week. But if you would like to hear your name here in a future episode, it's super easy. You can tweet at us at Two Chunks. You can find us on Instagram at Two Chunks and a Hunk. You can comment. You can DM. You can write us letters. Uh, think hard. You can think really hard, and we'll but probably like, please so hard. We'll probably catch some of that psychic energy. But mm. yeah, we'll say your name here, and it's going to be fun for all of us. We're going to really enjoy it. Yep. If you want to help out our podcast and do us a little favor, fave the best thing that you could do in that vein is to go on to whatever podcast aggregator you're using, find us, 
rate us and review us. Honestly, that helps us out so much in being also, discovered. Also, and, oh, if you oh, happen to oh, see oh. a big pile of gold, uh, why don't you poke it a lot? Poke it. Maybe my hopes are, if you have not subscribed, you poke a giant eyeball of a most desolate dragon that just eats you. I can't decide if wow. I would rather him eat you. You're going a weird way right or now. Or melt your face with Whoa. Carter. Wow. Because if you're not subscribing, Carter, I don't even. So I wish there was a way to block you from listening. Whoa! Whoa. If you are not subscribing, this I hope is what you your find, world will sound like. I hope you find a magical ring and I never see you again. Carter, you didn't do my bit. This is how I feel. This is how I feel. <laughs> it's just going to be pure hatred from all corners. But for real, subscribe. Yeah, please subscribe. That'd be really nice. Well, and Carter, since you're so angry about people not subscribing, why don't you tell them about something else that they can subscribe to? Oh, our Twitter account yeah. has been super pumped. Yes, yeah. it has. And so uh, we're gaining followers by the day. I would recommend doing this for many reasons. A, it's going to let you know when things are opening up for us. Yep. We'll have some interesting polls up there uh, and saying, hey, what do you prefer? This, this or out. that? This or that? Or maybe uh, those. Or maybe these as well. What? A fourth option? Get don't out. watch this movie. Um <laughs> We'll also have some breaking news every now and then. So this can actually be your source uh, from the three of us on uh, some stuff, some big stuff that's dropped in the movie and cinema world. And so give that a follow. Um, I think you'll like it. We got hot takes on things like Superman leaving the DCEU, uh, Space Jam 2, Iron Fist Season 2. So... Check it out. It's all back. And if we also have it opened up for Two Chunks, if you ever want to at our Twitter account, at us, please, at Two Chunks, and we'll help you make that decision on what do you want to stream tonight. Uh, there's actually three great movies in theaters right now. Which one should I spend my money on? Because I'm not going to watch all of them, and I'm not going to pirate things and go to jail. Which exactly. new Amazon you series? Car, would you? Yeah, which new Amazon series? Should I, I get saw, the chicken nuggets or the burger? Right? All, this this show won so many Emmys, I've never heard of it. Is it worth a watch? Well, it won so many enemy, enemies. Enemies? It's worth it. It's got so many Emmys that it's full of enemies. Exactly. Nice. Emmy, Emmy enemies. I have a good way to end this. Tell me. So next week we're going to prison. We can't really help that. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's something that we have I to do. I gotta get my affairs in order. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to go to prison. So um, I think we should come up with our best prison names right now. Ooh. Ooh. But these are going to be... Can, can we go ahead and talk about Azkaban right now? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. We don't want to take Real too quick, much yeah. away from that. So we're going to Azkaban prison which is in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Sure, sure. So I need a prison name, but I need a little magical content okay. there. Mm. We are wizards, prison wizards. Okay, so is everybody ready? Yeah, let's yeah. go. All yeah. right. Sign us off. For two chunks and a hunk, I am Barnold Moonscab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am Rasmus Chain Wand. <laughs> and I am Looney Deathbad. <laughs> Avada Kedavra. And we are some bad dudes. Avada bye bye. Come back if you dare. Avada Kavadios. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.